to Inspirational Journeys, a faith-based podcast where your story matters. Come on over, grab a seat on the front porch, and let's talk about the writing life. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Anne Harrison, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to my special guest, Miriam Cobb. Welcome to the show, Miriam. Hi, Anne. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. It's great to have you. So before we get started, get dove into the book itself and the writing process and everything, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners and the viewers? Okay. Well, um, like you said, I'm Miriam. <laughs> I am founder and director of a nonprofit called Empty Frames Initiative. We work to empower orphaned and vulnerable youth as they transition out of state care, right now specifically as they transition out of the foster care system in the US. Um, We recently um, wrote and published a book called The Story of Foster Care, which tells the story of um, foster care from the perspective of people who have lived it out. So three former foster youth, two foster parents, and two social workers. Wow, okay. so. What was the inspiration behind the book? Um, doing the work that we do, helping youth as they age out of foster care, when we share the, the need, a lot of people are really surprised. Um, some people don't realize how often it happens that there are 20,000 young adults who age out of foster care every year. And a lot of them don't understand the why. And so we saw that there was a lot of need for education. At the same time, um, we saw that there was a lot of need for young adults who are exiting the foster care system to learn how to share their stories the way that they want it to be told. And that there was a lot of um, young adults who wanted to learn how to relate to their friends and to their peers. So we started working on this curriculum called Storytelling Through Photography, which is a photography-based literacy program. And this first book was a pilot of that curriculum. I saw in your bio that you talk about the photography, uh, storytelling through photography is like um, art therapy. Can you unpack that? Yeah, so therapy generally just looks like sharing your story with somebody else, getting to process it with another person, right? And when you're doing it with art, you get to do it in a way that seems less invasive. You get the chance to kind of process with a few different ways. And so the way that we were taught Um, We actually took a training course called Crisis Care Training International. Um, That's the program that runs the course. I'm sorry. Um, Crisis Care Training International runs a trauma-informed counseling program. And when we go through that, they give us tips on how to do art-based or play-based therapies. And -hmm. one of the things that we were able to go through talked about how you could use props or imagery or give paint and help people process their stories. So we took some of those tools and we took some tools by people who wrote a book called, I wanna take me a picture. And we combined all of those ideas to help people process their stories through their photography and their art. Wow, I know um, it's that, it, and that kind of art can be cathartic too. I know as a writer, journaling has is, is been through some tough times in my life, journaling has been um, therapeutic for me too. So do they share their art or? Is it more for pride, like, like an art form of journaling or, you know, in, through pictures or? 
How yeah. does that? It's it's both. So we go through and we kind of give them the opportunity to start writing and taking pictures and and thinking through their life story. Um, and then we give them the opportunity to share it if they want to. So they're not obligated to share any specific piece. For this project, everyone who signed up knew we were working towards the book and the art gallery. And so they committed to about 10 pieces each, but they got to choose which pieces and they didn't share all of their thoughts or the things that built up to it. So they did a lot of journaling as well. Like you said, it is very therapeutic. And um, as they went through their journals, they found the pieces that they're like, I actually want the world to know this piece of my story, so. Wow, so what was the collaboration process like? Um, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was unique. I don't think I've heard of one that worked quite the same way before, but we, um, we spread it out over several weeks. We put out this really big open call and we're like, hey, if there's anyone close to us, and at the time we were in North Carolina, if there's anyone close to us who would like to participate in us piloting our storytelling through photography curriculum, would you reach out if you have any connection with the foster care system at all? And um, we got several people back and we let them know, hey, we're gonna do each section with people who have the same or similar experiences. So if you were in foster care, those sessions are gonna be together. If you're a foster parent, those sessions are gonna be together. If you're a social worker, those sessions are gonna be together. And we all met up, they were so great because <laughs> I, I set it up to be um, five nights in a row. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> which, which was a mistake um, <laughs> in retrospect. <laughs> but they were all so great and they came and they met with us. And um, at first we only had two um, individuals participating from the foster youth perspective, but one of them brought their friends the next night and it was so great. And we went through those five days and we talked about the really basic principles of photography. And then we talked about um, sharing our stories, not only safely, but the pieces that are important to you that other people know. So everyone um, went through it. We gave everyone a couple months um, to get their final submissions back to us. And then we, um, a few months later, did an art show with the pieces. And then about a year later, we did release the book. So all in all, it was about a two year process. Um, and they all were really, really great. And it was so interesting because when we got everyone together at their separate times, they all had their own thing they wanted um, everyone to walk away with. Cause that's kind of where we started. It's like, if you could tell somebody something about foster care and your specific experience, what would it be? And so the former fosters were like, foster care is just one part of my story and social workers, um, they had another thought and they were like, we want to tell people, um, oh, <laughs> I forgot. Foster parents said we need more foster parents. Social workers, I believe said that there was always something more that could be done. And they all agreed on those points, which was really interesting and, and cool. Ah, okay. So um, was there like a, did, did were there specific guidelines that the, the, the children, the, the youth, the parents and the social workers had to follow like a certain word count limit or? No, we, we let it be really open. Um, it did get edited by our team and 
we sent back the edits to them and they let us know that that was okay. So it's really, when you read the book, it's really interesting because we have some pieces that are like, you know, one sentence and some that are a couple pages and all of them together tell the larger story. Ah, okay. Did the foster parents and the social workers, did they include pictures as well or were the pictures just for the youth? No, they, everyone included pictures. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. That's that, that, um, that sounded like a very, um, fun and engaging project. Thank you. Yeah. So if there are youth or anybody interested in either taking part in the foster care system, or if youth are, are want to share their stories, do you have any tips or, um, or you know tips or advice to share yeah um for youth who are coming out of the foster care system or who are currently in it I um I think finding safe people is my number one suggestion um everyone has their own intentions has their own thoughts of your story not everyone respects it and it's important that you find people who are safe and who care about you and will protect your story and the parts that are um, really vulnerable. It's something that I, I would urge foster parents to take part in um, passing on this life skill of learning how to um, trust people, but also how to discern the people who are around you. Because I see a lot of times foster youth sharing their story and then feeling exploited afterwards because they shared something really vulnerable and someone used it to make a fundraiser without following up with them, or they share their story within a board because they were told that their perspective was needed, but then their opinion is disregarded. So I think, um, yeah, finding safe people, learning how to tell when someone is safe and slowly building up to places of advocacy is really important. So what are some next steps for youth coming out of the foster care system? What are their next, what, are, what kind of goals are the youth that are, that are presented in your book? What, what kind of goals do, the, do, you, do you help? Does your organization help them set, you know, goals, help to, them transition out of foster care into the, you know, the, the, the more adult set? I, mean, <laughs> not, I don't know if I'm using the right words here, but. No, you're doing great. It's a great question. Um, so our organization's long-term goal is to run a short-term residential facility where youth can safely transition from being in foster care to living on their own. Um, we've been working towards that goal for a few years now, and this book was part of the process, but for the young adults who participated in writing our book, we were looking for people who had been a few years away from their exiting experience. So they were all older, um, in their mid-20s, and then one in their 30s, and, um, they were telling the stories of what they had experienced and they'd all gone on to do really incredible things. One um, actually wrote another book. It's called the Black Foster Youth Handbook. Another one had been out of school long enough and has actually become a licensed clinical social worker. And then another one um, is really entrepreneurial minded and has a family and is doing really well, so. I wonder for, if there were success stories within the foster care system, because I've heard that you know, some kids go through foster care and they have a really bad time of it. And I don't know if that's real or if that's just something I've read in fiction, but 
Mm. I wondered if there were some success stories from people going through the foster system. Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, there are a lot of really difficult experiences within the foster care system and a lot of um, pain and brokenness mixed into it. I wish that it was a really safe place for kids and that they all experienced a loving family once they were in, but that's just not the case um, for everyone. There are some really great foster parents who open up their homes. And I was really thankful that the foster parents who participated in our book were one of those families. Um, and they've helped families get reunified. They've also adopted a few kids and they've um, fostered several. And, and their, their kids are safe. Um, as far as success stories, there is a really fantastic book. Um, it is called, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop up real fast and grab it so I can remember the name. <laughs> One okay. Well, while she does that, um, I would encourage you guys to go and read the book because there's some, it sounds to me, and I haven't read it yet, unfortunately, but it does sound like there are some really incredible stories in this book. So do check it out. I will have all the links in the show notes. So thank you for that. <laughs> you are so welcome. <laughs> um, our, so there's another book and it's called Reshuffled, Real Stories of Hope and Resilience from Foster Care. And um, there were 22 adults who participated in this book being written in a, in a similar idea where they all submitted their stories. Um, and it was told by Tracy Garbo and Linda Palmer. And all of the people in this book all went on to find really unique success after the foster care system. But they share the stories of um, some of the sometimes pain and sometimes the safety they found in the system. And I feel like it lays out a lot of different scenarios and um, tell some of the more common stories with the exception of a lot of these, um, I guess not exception, that would be the wrong word, but with the really unique factor that these um, adults went on to be very successful and safe and have families and those types of things, which isn't unfortunately um, super common. A lot of youth leaving foster care find themselves experiencing um, homelessness or substance abuse or um, domestic violence or uh, human trafficking or incarceration, things like that. Those are really common experiences for young adults who are leaving the foster care system in comparison to the general population. Mm, that's sad. Sounds like this, the, your, your organization is a Christian-based organization. Am I right in that? Yeah, we are. We're a faith-based organization and um, all of our work is based on the idea and the truth that everyone is loved and um, created with a purpose. Yes, just, I love that when I read it. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, just, just trying to tell people God has such unique purposes for your life. And um, we want to be a part of it if, if you'll allow us. So. so what if, okay, so let's say you have somebody who's had a successful, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a story, they, a success story they want to share coming out of the foster care system and they want, they, they want to um, write, you know, share their story with the world. Do you help them um, create their book or? I'd be very. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd be very interested in helping someone with that. We haven't done that yet. Um, but if somebody had 
that experience and was like, hey, I really want to do self-publishing. I would really like to um, try writing as a, as a way to share my story with the world. I would definitely be interested in helping them with that process. Wow, sounds very in, in, intriguing and you, you, you're very open to engaging the, the kids, the parents, the social workers who've been, who've seen these kids go through the system. And it, it just sounds like a very, um, a very successful, I mean, you, you have a, your organization as a way of helping these kids transition from foster care into living on their own. Do you teach them certain like independent living skills in your temporary um, living, in your short-term living facility? Well, we don't have it yet, but when we do, yeah, we're going to be training them in life skills and counseling community and giving them access to the gospel. So it'll be a lot of the very um, um, soft skills, like, um, like following a recipe and knowing how to measure things out, right? Like we take these things for granted, but you have to be taught at a certain point. Yeah, you do. And so if someone hasn't been taught, it's like, we need to go through these things and we'll do it as, they're gonna be very small groups of about four to five students at a time going through our short-term living program. And they're going to have access to people who want to teach them these skills from the community. And then um, when they graduate from our program, we'll be helping them transition into the stage of life that they want to go to. There are a lot of colleges available to youth coming out of foster care. And often they just need someone to help them figure out how to navigate the process. There's also um, longer term programs that can help them if they want to go more of the um, business route rather than going through college. Some people have been like, what if they want to join the military? I'm like, if they want to join the military, (laughs) they can. We're just wanting to tell them that we're a community that's here for them and will help them get to their goals, so. Wow. Okay. So where can, if people want to contact you to learn more about your organization, um, or if there are kids that are going through the foster system or, you know, like I said, if anybody wants to get in touch with you to learn more about the program, to learn more about how you can help kids transition, where can they find you online? Yeah, they can find us at fillingemptyframes.org. And there are multiple ways to contact us through that website. And, I, and I'll receive um, all the correspondence on there. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw you on Instagram and Facebook too. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Empty Frames Initiative through Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, but we don't post anything. <laughs> Well, hey, at least you're honest about it. I'm sorry I hadn't had a chance to read the book, but I definitely want to, I want to know, is your book an ebook as well, or is it just in paperback, or? We're working to get it on ebook. Unfortunately, it's just paperback right now, but we're hoping to get it um, into ebook format really soon. Okay, cool. Yeah, because that would definitely be another way for people to have access to that information. Yeah, Um, it's very valuable. We've been, um, my, my mom's actually a book editor and she does these, um, uh, she does the, a lot of the graphic design and formatting for things, which is one of the ways that this book was possible. Um, 
Oh. And our family moved last year <laughs> and, threw off, and it threw off a little bit of our process, but we definitely are working towards getting the ebook available. Nice. So are you working on any other writing projects or was this just one of the projects that your organization has put together? Are there any other, other future projects that you're, or initiatives you're working on that you'd like to share? Um, well, this was uh, volume one of this series that we're looking to create. We're wanting to add several more stories and um, experiences into it. We'd like to get the perspective of people who have um, had children enter into the foster care system. We would like to have the perspective of CPS workers and um, perhaps even people within the legal system who can weigh in on some of these experiences. So we're, we're hoping to do those things in the future but we're right now focusing on getting our short-term living program set up. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I, I love writing. So there's always something being written, but, but those are our goals right now. Oh, okay. So, and I don't wanna put you on the spot here, but I do like to ask, since you guys are a Christian, a faith-based organization, is there a Bible verse you'd like to share? Hmm, that is great. Let me pull it up. Um, I have, there are a couple of Bible verses that we've always kind of like put around our organization. And um, so yes, there is one, but I, I should have had it ready. I should have told, I should have told you ahead of time. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Okay. So Micah sits eight is one of my favorites and it really highlights, um, I think what God's just calling us to do as believers. And it says, he has shown you, oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Wow. Yeah, it's I a beautiful verse. Yeah, it is. It really is. So in closing, and if, um, again, I do ask, I would like to give you the opportunity, if you would like to close us out in prayer. Oh, wow. Um, thank you. Yeah, I, I would love to. Um, Lord, thank you for today and for this time with Anne and for this podcast that gives so many people the opportunity to be inspired. <laughs> thank you for creating a platform where people can share their stories and, um, feel loved and tell um, about the process that they're going through. I just pray over Anne today, and I pray that you would just bless her immensely, that she would feel your presence with her. I pray for the listeners, and I pray that they would um, hear your voice above all else when they listen to this. And I pray that you would um, be glorified through what was, what's been talked about today. Thank you for um, the chance to just share what you're doing in our lives, Lord God. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And Father, I just want to add, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to meet Miriam. And Lord, I just want to ask you to bless the initiative, the Empty Frames Initiative program, and give wisdom to these people working with these foster kids, and Put a protective shield around these children, Lord, for you know their needs and you know the and you know and you've called this the this organization to do the work to help these kids transition. 
Father, I thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we yeah. challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired. Write something, in, write something inspiring and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. Thanks for joining us on Inspirational Journeys. And remember, your story matters. Have a blessed day, everyone. Hello everyone, my name is Ann Harrison and I am the author of the poetry book entitled The Spirit of Creativity, Inspirational Poems for the Creative at Heart. It is not only available in ebook and audiobook, but is also available in paperback via Amazon. So if Amazon is your favorite store, go to bookstoread.com slash the spirit of creativity, click on the Amazon store and click on see all formats and editions and there you will find all three formats ebook audible and paperback so get your copy of the spirit of creativity inspirational poems for the creative at heart today happy reading Hey guys, this is Ann from the Inspirational Journeys podcast, and my special guest Joe Templin has an offer for for my listeners and viewers. Take it away, Joe. And thank you, and again, thank you for bringing me on. This was a wonderful conversation. I'm glad that I could reach out and help your people grow, and to continue to help them to grow, we have an offer. If they go to the website everyday-excellence.com and use the code inspirational journeys at checkout from the shop, they can get a 10% discount on anything there to be able to help them with their personal journey to grow and inspire others. You heard it here, folks. You get a 10% discount on everything in the store at everyday-excellence.com using promo code inspirational journeys. Happy writing, writing, and celebrate the day. everybody this is Anne from the inspirational journeys podcast and I'm here today with Teresa from struggling blessed but not alone podcast how are you today Anne I'm doing good how about you Teresa I'm good so what's up I've got some news for you really what's that did you know that our listeners can support our podcasts no can you please share more about that Okay, so while you're listening to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, hit the support this podcast button. With your contribution of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month, you're helping us achieve our goals. Wait a minute, Anne. Are you telling me all that our listeners have to do is hit that support button and they could give a donation? That's right. Wow. Hey guys, thanks for wanting to do that for us. Have a blessed day. So I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, stories that matter with your host, 
Ann Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at AnnWritesInspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at AnnWritesInspiration and on Twitter at AnnWrites75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening, and remember, your story matters.